All parents want their kids to succeed in school. But what happens when a child doesn't perform to the expectations set in the classroom? With a look, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. There are so many possible reasons for bad grades that parents often have a tough time figuring out how to help. We're joined by Dr. Linda Silbert. She is co-author of a book called Why Bad Grades Happen to Good Kids. Let's start with probably the toughest topic right up front. Tell us a few of the biggest reasons that kids struggle in school today. There are so many reasons. It's not simple. The problem is that kids get grades and parents get upset over the grades and the teachers are giving out grades. So many people say, well, maybe they're lazy. Well, my kid's lazy. They didn't study. The biggest problem is that a lot of kids do not know how to study, and just going and taking a course doesn't always help because you really have to set up your studying according to how you learn. Some people learn better by listening. Others learn better by writing. Others need to use all their senses. It's really up to the child. And some other reasons kids aren't doing well in school, some of them are really overloaded. They're not sleeping enough, especially those poor high school kids. They're in school by 7.30. Even eating, stress, there's just so many reasons. All right, what do you view as the keys to academic success? First, you need a basic mental ability, which most of us all have. Because I have kids coming in with the IQ is just so high and they're failing everything. The next two parts are really more important. It's the organization, because some kids take the book to school, they forget the assignment. They have the assignment, they lose the book. And the final thing is motivation, and that's very tough. That really comes from within, and some people are students and some aren't. Some students just simply don't know how to study properly. What is it that parents can do to help them? I guess it's almost a customized thing, but there must be some individual tips you have. You know, some people go for testing. You can have extensive testing. You can have a little bit of testing just to figure out how you learn. And if you don't want to go through that, actually... Just try working with your child. Hopefully you know the child's going to work with you because many kids really want to do well and they don't know what they're doing wrong. They're very frustrated. Try studying by talking to somebody about it, having a discussion with the person about what you're studying. Another way, writing it down. Sit down and write things down. Whatever you're trying to learn, put it in chunks of three, fours, or fives because the brain learns things that way. That's why our zip codes, our area codes, the brain will do better that way. And so I tell kids, you know, start writing things down, thinking like that, and then you do need repetition. You've got to go over it and go over it and then go over it. One of the things I found interesting in your book is that you believe school experiences and expectations for today's kids are so dramatically different than what their parents experienced. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah, it really is different because, first of all, if you go back, way back to the 1930s, the 40s, If kids didn't do well in school, they probably dropped out. So now we have everybody is in school. There's also much more that they're teaching. I was back in school years and years ago, and I ended up with a Ph.D. I didn't have homework until seventh grade. Elementary school, we had a spelling test once a week. And when I mention this to many parents, they'll go, you know, you're right. Right now, there is so much homework. And we really have to sit back and say, what are they learning from all this? Yes, we need homework, we need to practice, especially by high school. But we have to really think through what is happening. Because kids have this huge amount of homework, and then on top of it, they're in sports or in after-school activities, and they're running from here to there. And by the time they sit down to do work, it could be 8 or 9 at night, and the brain really isn't functioning that well by then. They're very tired. Many of the kids are exhausted. 
So do you believe that homework is appropriate in some cases, or should pretty much everything be kept within the school hours? Well, it's appropriate in some cases because they have to sit down and see if they are learning it. They have to write it, put the paper down, look at it again, think about it, and it's called processing time. Dr. Silbert, any final thoughts? Make sure you keep lines of communication open and you keep the emotional piece intact. Because once you lose the child emotionally, then you lose the child with the education. So many parents end up grounding and punishing and lecturing as soon as the grade goes down. Instead of jumping all over this poor little kid who feels pretty bad, nobody wants to fail. Talk to them about it and try to figure out what went wrong. Very good advice. Dr. Linda Silbert, the co-author of a book called Why Bad Grades Happen to Good Kids. Dr. Silbert, do you have a website? Yes, we do. It's stronglearning.com. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mack. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. Thanks to our InfoTrack reporters, Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. Our announcer is Charlie Van Dyke. And I'm Chris Whitter. Internet services by Pear.com. We're heard on over 450 stations across America and online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks of Chicago. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another InfoTrack.